because like they must have ideals they have they must have like something they aspire to they must have they have a creed and the creed is that we don't believe right the creed is that we, we seriously don't believe we'll believe we'll take any evidence that tries to prove to to we'll, we'll agree with any piece of evidence that tries to disprove the existence of a god and the value of religion a religion has to have shared beliefs though yeah like, that's, 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 that's like... shared beliefs those are the shared beliefs right that god isn't real God isn't real. Would you say then the belief in fiat money, fiat money, money that doesn't necessarily have any connection to any natural resources? Mm-hmm. So it's not tied to gold or anything like that, right? Mm-hmm. Fiat mm-hmm. money. Our belief in fiat money is a religion. Uh, yes, yes, believe. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. I would say so. I would. Uh, not, not. Yes, I think I would say so. I would say so. It's kind of a god, right? Money is a god, right? Our belief. Our belief in our laws is a religion. Our belief in our laws is a religion. Now, when we talk about this, it makes me question the entire definition of religion. Let me, how will you... <laughs> I think your definition of religion is funny. I'm just waiting for you to like think about yeah, it a bit more. Before I answer, I have to look at the definition of religion. <laughs> I thought you already have a definition in mind. Because uh, so here's the thing. This is what Wikipedia says: Religion is a social cultural system of designated behaviors and and practices, morals, worldviews, texts, sanctified places, prophecies, ethics, or organizations that relates humanity to supernatural, transcendental, and spiritual elements. So, I will tell you this: I think religion, mm-hmm. the definition of religion, is like bendable right because mm-hmm. people there's there's arguments to people who say like capitalism is the new religion right mm-hmm. so and when they say capitalism capitalism is the new religion what they're talking about is that the pursuit of a common interest with great devotion that's a religion you know okay i like that i like that definition that's beautiful that's a beautiful definition but again it's again that's i'm like the definition is a bit bendable because i think it has there has to be a particular system in place like a particular system of faith and worship mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like i think people there's people in like america or somewhere like some christians would say oh i'm a christian i have mm-hmm. faith but i hate christianity as a religion you know i hate religion when they say something like that they're talking like how they believe in the teachings of christianity but they hate like the catholic organization the organization exactly 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 so to me Mm -hmm. like that system i think the importance of having that system in place is what makes a religion religion you can still have faith and spirituality without a religion for sure but i don't know i'm like this is the part we can have a discussion on yeah so like with this definition, with the definition you've given me, I would say, okay, 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 not not the one you've given me, but the one from Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, relates the part of that which speaks of relating humanity to supernatural, transcendental, transcendental and spiritual elements. And you were talking about the the worship or rather the the belief in fiat money, right? Mm. Isn't that a transcendental element? It is. Yeah, to a degree, because it's not real. It's only real because we agree, we agree it's a real thing, right? Mm. So it has no value in and of itself, right? Mm-hmm. So for you to believe in it is to believe in something that is 
uh-huh. to believe in something of which to believe in something whose whose worth only exists in your head just like the worth of god only exists in the head of the person who believes in god right yep yeah so i would say like yeah i would say i believe in money and fiat money is a religion as well capitalism is a religion Yeah, because this, think this about it, right? Because I do see the merits of having both definitions. Yeah, because I can understand think about, why both definitions exist. Yeah, because think about it, right? You know Supreme. Do you know Supreme? Supreme, yeah. So Supreme, <laughs> like the, for those people who don't know what Supreme is, Supreme is a is a skaters 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 brand, right? They it sell skater clothes. Really, it was a skaters brand. Yeah, initially it was made. It was designed. It was made by a skater, right? Who was who wanted to make the best skating clothes. My god, that guy is rolling in money now. What? Yeah, yeah. So like so what they do Supreme is Supreme is known for making white t-shirts, plain white t-shirts with a tiny Supreme logo on the front. Just a logo, a red logo written Supreme. And those t-shirts in Japan, right? There's a there's a Supreme store in Osaka. And the store has bodyguards, like security guards outside, right? Not even Louis Vuitton has has security guards outside the store. And the thing is that white t-shirt with the supreme logo can go for as much as $300 30,000 yen 30,000 Kenyan shillings right and people buy those t-shirts and resell them at a higher price and just so people now, understand it's literally just a white t-shirt with a logo just like, a white t-shirt there's just, just not there's no other design on it yeah like and so here's the thing right for someone like me i will never buy that t-shirt I see no value in that shit at all. But there's someone who values it so much that they will wake up at 4am go and make a line just to get the new size of that white t-shirt. That's, Is it not a religion? That's a social ladder game. And yeah. maybe a religion too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's I don't it's not even a social ladder because it's like if you come to me and tell me you have a supreme t-shirt worth 30,000 yen, it's like I think you're more crazy than intelligent. Why would you buy that white t-shirt for 30,000 yen? But that's if they're talking to Oscar Ruto. I think other exactly. people, there'll be other right? friend circles where it's like, oh my God, he has a Supreme T-shirt. Yeah, he must that, be so cool. That's why I say it's a religion because if someone talks to me about Zoroastrianism, my first response, response is like, wow, uh, the demon, the, the devil drug, whatever is God is called, is real. Oh my God, he's real. I think like, yeah, that's just an interesting story, bro. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't take it so seriously. The same way I wouldn't take someone who, who loves Supreme so seriously, you know? because the thing is only of value in their head of course it has monetary value as well but like the the greatest value of the of the object exists in the individual's head the greatest value of religion and god and god or gods exists in the heads of those who worship i can agree with you on that yeah. so here's here's another question mm-hmm. there seems to be a trend towards people becoming even more non-religious right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are we living in a godless world, Oscar? I'm going like I'm going to start off with the famous quote that everyone, if you, everyone, I'm sure everyone has this quote: "God is dead." Nietzsche said, "God is dead," right? Uh-huh. But like from some analysis I've read of this quote, it's basically it's not that he believed that God is gone; it's that he he foresaw the coming of the secular age, right? Yep. That man is going to believe in his ability more than he believes in the ability of, in the in the greatness of God. I think it was money, um, our celebrities. Mm-hmm. He talks about many things actually. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And it's like, 
the thing politicians, is, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not even that. If you look at the like being in Japan, right? It's not that people are running away from religion, right? Is that the world we live it we live in makes it exceedingly harder and harder to perform the the religious rituals that will make us one with God, or will make us want to desire to be one with God, right? If you are working for seven, eight hours a day, you don't come home and think about praying or chanting, right? It's also that our modern society, the things, the technology and innovations that we've had recently, mm-hmm. have made us think, have changed the way we think. When you try implementing the old style religions of like, hey, you should do this on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then go to church mm-hmm. on Sunday, how does that? How does that mesh together with the Instagram age, for example? The people who are instantly, they want instant gratification. People who are always taking photos and stuff like that, right? I feel like the religions that do survive are the religions that have to update their teachings. Okay, but then I, I, will, I will ask, I don't know about this, but I wonder how countries like Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates deal with like day-to-day existence in the modern age because... They have to pray five times a day, if I'm not mistaken, right? Do do they always do that, or just is something that you can just ignore? I'm pretty sure they can't ignore it. Yeah. So, like, how how are the nations surviving? How are those states surviving? But you know, like, it's a religious state, Saudi Arabia, right? Mm-hmm. I think I don't think it's a law, but I think a lot of the a lot of the like a lot of the islamic laws mm. have been made state law you know okay and okay it's, it's even something like if you want to become a saudi arabian national you have to convert into islam right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's freedom of religion i think to a certain extent but i think a lot of a lot of the islamic laws are like pretty state law you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that are even like punishable by death that are still there. yeah 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 i don't know if they i don't think they practice it but it's there in their laws you know the death penalty for sure oh no they practice it they they yeah i think they, they do practice it they practice execution even public clashings even public clashings, public clashings yeah. i know they do that but executions i'm not sure about executions uh it... Yeah, let me check. I'm not quite sure as well. I thought they did practice it. So I just opened an article real quick, and I was just like, okay. So apparently, they have strict, restri- they have very strict restrictions on the freedom of religion. Mm. So no other so, faith other than Islam is permitted to be practiced. No churches, temples, or other really? non-Muslims Muslim houses of worship are permitted in the country. Although there are nearly there are nearly millions of Christians as well as Hindus and Buddhists. Nearly all foreign workers in Saudi Arabia. Private prayer services are suppressed and Saudi Arabian religious police. They have a religious Jesus. police. The Committee for Promotion of Virtue and Prevention of Vice. <laughs> that is the CPVPV. Jesus wow. Christ. They have religious listen, police. Listen to this. So Even like back to like the, the execution, the capital punishment, right? Mm. So capital punishment is a legal penalty in Saudi Arabia. The country performed at least 158 executions in 2015, at least 154 in 2016, at least 146 in 2017, 149 in 2018, and 184 in 2019. 
Yeah, so they just kill people. Indians, Hindus are not allowed to celebrate Diwali. Christians are not allowed. Foreign workers are not allowed to celebrate Christmas or Easter. Bro, what is they, going on a, there? There's a place called Dira Square in in the in the public place in in Riyadh, the capital city, right? Mm. Where where they hold public executions, usually beheadings. So Whoa, Saudi Arabia is, is still in the 1600s, <laughs> 1700s, clearly. Yo, you don't see this in the news, right? <laughs> how much oil money and how much like connections and hands, how deep are their hands in like the oh. financial environments of the other so, countries? This is one theory This is one theory I've heard. People say like Elon Musk, uh, what's his name? Bezos are the richest men in the world. A theory I've heard is that the richest men in the world actually this those oil magnets from the Middle East because according to the religion they're not supposed to speak about how much wealth they, they have. Also so, if you there's one there's one thing I saw online whereby like the oil magnets in the Middle East they're between anywhere between like two billion wait no like two hundred million and two trillion. Also a lot of these things are estimates, right? Yes. yes. Estimates based on assets. So experts look at the assets that the individual is holding. So it has mm-hmm. to be assets. So for that to happen, it has to be assets they can actually see, right? A lot of the top 1% just says, hey, I, you're not even allowed to see anything I have. So they don't even know what kind of assets a particular individual might have in the first mm-hmm. place. And if you can't even see the assets that person, that individual holds, then you can't even estimate what kind of income or what kind exactly. of net worth they have. Yep. So I'm pretty sure like a lot of these, like they have... For, for the royalty of Saudi Arabia, they probably do have, like, an estimate. But they don't, like, literally, they don't know. They don't know how deep it really goes, you know? And uh, it's like saying, what's the net worth of some of the governments? No one really knows. Because mm. the, the the black programs, right? The underground programs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one knows, like, for, like, the U.S. and stuff like that. Okay, though, the U.S. does have a budget budget for the dark programs. It's It's listed whenever they do budget meetings and stuff like that like you can find that's it's pretty public information but no one knows what it's used for is a thing so with that being said going back to saudi arabia saudi arabia is a very exception because like we just found out you 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 would think that time has paused for them it's like they're forced okay. to pause time and i can understand why right mm-hmm. it's to it's to battle that external influence the external influence that could rock the boat so to say right and mm-hmm. it would like create destabilization within their own society and within their own like belief systems which is something they definitely wouldn't want right so it, it, in my opinion, it's a way of holding on to power. But you see this with a lot of religions in general, right? Like in Catholic Church. But you think like the Catholic Church, like the Pope, when the Pope says stuff like homosexuals are people too and they should be respected, everyone apparently finds that so controversial, you know? Mm, of course, of course. It's because if you go against... If you go against what has been established, especially with the older religions, there tends to be a backlash from the older generations, right? Mm-hmm. But they kind of need 
to change in order to capture the new generation. Mm-mm-mm. So I guess it's a question of change within religion in general, you know. And I think from what I've seen, a lot of religions, Christianity, I think Christianity is doing okay. I think Christianity is doing fine. How so? Um, I don't see any particular inconsistencies or any like particular obstacles when it comes to like practicing Christianity in our modern day world compared mm-hmm. to, let's say, Islam, you know? Because Islam, oh, for example... Oh, okay, okay. I, I, okay, so like back to what you said in the, uh, a few minutes ago is basically that Christianity has learned to evolve with the time and basically Christianity was kind of forced to change because the Europeans changed within the, the Industrial Revolution and they had to change their religion to match their new cultural norms. Yeah, yeah. Like there's some crazy shit in, in the Bible. We all know it, right? Yes. Yep, <laughs> You're not yep, allowed yep. to eat selfish on a particular day. Like in the Old Testament, there's some really crazy stuff. And everyone knows that this is just like... It's madness. It's, it's madness. madness and it's, it's, not, like it's not where it's at. That's not what yeah. we're focusing on, you know? Yeah. Um, they don't talk they about might... it. It's very funny. Oh. They don't talk about it. It's just like an agreed upon decision, like an open secret that this this is not the teachings we're going to focus on. Yeah, and I will, I feel like recently there's been like a resurgence in people in Christianity. Like people are going back. Going back? Why, what makes you say that? Uh, maybe not really becoming Christians. But more like people are trying to learn more about Christianity. I will say like anyone who has been influenced by Jordan Peterson has, has gone back, gone back to the Bible, right? But yeah, like you said, they're not necessarily become Christians. We're one of those people, by the way. Yeah, but I, I will claim that to, to truly analyze something and understand it will, will kind of lead you down that path, right? Mm. The path of becoming that thing, right? Is that true? <laughs> Not not always, but it does happen, right? There's no if if I love MMA so much and I decide I'm gonna practice some MMA, I may not become a MMA fighter, but I am practicing a MMA, MMA, not a. Okay, okay, okay. I do got I do get what you're saying. I'm just going to say that. So Islam, Islam is. I'm trying to understand what, what what makes it so what makes Islam special that it's been fighting change for a long time. What makes Islam special? What makes it different, rather? May I, I actually don't know. I've 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 had a couple of theories, but I can't I can't say I can't say. Because out what of makes... all the religions currently, it seems like Islam is the one that's with the most cause. It's been, it's causing, that has the most friction. It's not causing anything. It has the most friction in terms of like change versus keeping up with established norms and culture. Mm, no, I get you. I get you. What's, what's up with Christianity? H- Hinduism, Hinduism and Buddhism don't only not only, not only f- not fight against change, they ex- openly accept change. Yeah, but do, but does Hinduism really accept change? Like, here's the thing with Buddhism. Buddhism does accept change because now the, some of the biggest Buddhist countries are like also the biggest economies, right? But that wasn't always true. 
even I think it wasn't always true. Yeah, like it wasn't always true, but it is, that's the case right now, right? Okay. So, like they, they have to like look at Japan for instance. Japan is what's the, what's the percentage of Buddhism in Japan? Is it fifty? I'm pretty sure there's more. Eh, there's there's not more Shintoism than Buddhism. I I don't know. I don't know. I just I'm like I'm just curious about the percentage. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, anyway, so like if you look at Japan, people claim to be Buddhist, but they are not really practicing Buddhist. Maybe the only time they practice is during the the seasonal festivals, right? When they go to the shrines and shake shake the bell and clap their hands and bow and, and, and do a silent chant, right? Uh-huh. But people don't really don't really practice, right? Because the modern world doesn't need them to pra- practice that way, but if you look at India, Hinduism in India is a bit different because they still have the honor killings in India, right? That's part of Hinduism. I don't think it's Hindus that are doing the honor killing. I'm pretty sure it's the Muslim population. It's the Muslims. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm Hindus, not sure about that. Hindus, from what I've seen, Hindus aren't the ones doing it. Wait, I want to confirm that. But anyway, continue on your point. Let's say what you're saying. Let's take it to be truth for the sake of argument. Uh, so like, okay, what I was th- yeah, back to the story of like, hmm. When you when you grow as an economy, and your culture is now valued outside of your of your own borders, you would want to change in order to be, to be more accepted, more welcomed by the greater world. And also another like that's the thing with, at least I believe that's the thing with Buddhism and and yeah Buddhism not really Hinduism, uh-huh. and not Shintoism per se because if you look at Shintoism Shintoism people don't know this, but during wo- World War Two, Shintoism was one of the reasons that Americans believed Japanese people were crazy right, uh-huh. because according to Shintoism the Japanese all Japanese people as are the children of the god of, of the god Amaterasu, right? Mm-hmm. They have the blood of the god Amaterasu, of the god god or goddess Amaterasu. And they are, and the, what the goddess wants them to do is to spread their riches to all the eight corners of the earth. They are supposed to take over the whole world. That's Shintoism. That's Shintoism, right? Mm-hmm. So I think after the J- Japanese people lost the war, there was no way they could keep such an ideology going. It just couldn't work out. It couldn't work out. We can't have this religion holding this country together. This this religion that wants us to eat and eat and eat, right? Yeah. So maybe that's why Buddhism became more popular. Maybe I assume so. I don't know as a fact again. So just to, a quick quick comment, just to go back mm-hmm. a bit. So there's an echo right there. I don't know. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay, it's gone. Anyway, yeah. so. Um, just to go back real quick, I thought honor killings was predominantly an Islamic problem mm-hmm. because that's what I've been saying. But actually, the, it happens in Hindu communities as well. Yeah, yeah. And it seems exactly. to be, from what I've read, I've just looked up real quick. It seems to be mostly a thing about violence against women. Yep, yep, yep. And mm. to be honest, I've just never understood that part. Like, I'm, it's it's one of those things. that's just like a woman can go and decide. Oh, I'm just gonna go be an actress, and everyone's just like, if the community decides being an actress is shameful, then you just die. They just threaten you and try to kill you straight up. Mm. Mm. If you if if you date a non-Muslim, 
person. Yeah, yeah. The father, your father and your brother and your uncle will come and rape you and kill you. Like, what? What is this? What's going on here? I, yeah, I never understood it. There's a certain Arabic word, like, I've forgotten the word itself. The shame. But the words, yeah? The word for shame. Yes, the word for shame is the same word for woman, right? Eh, really? It's it's not it's shame or like embarrassment or like one of it's. I read something recently that was speaking of shame. The word shame or mm. embarrassment mm. can also be used to refer to a woman, right? Mm. And there's the there's a certain sect of Islam that truly believes that all the problems in the world are caused by women, and that's why they cover them up, cover everything up, you know. Hey, wait, a minute, wait a minute, is this true? Yes, 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 yes. Actually, I have to get the book. It's it's a book I've been reading. Hold on, hold on. If you're if you're willing to wait for a few seconds. Yes, 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 yes. No, I need to oh, know Keep talking, keep talking. Because I, 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 I just know about the religious uh significance or the re- religious reasons for why women should be covered up, you know. They say it's only your husband and your father who should be allowed to see you this is for women right it's only your husband mm. and your father who should be allowed to see your bare body mm. your husband and your father yeah oh okay okay makes sense makes sense anyone else it's haram yep haram mean being what does haram mean it's like sinful right sin yeah just something bad something dirty something dirty yeah and it's funny because like even the honor killings are like they threaten celebrities i remember specifically there was one like there was a couple of like indian actresses i'm not sure if they were Mm -hmm. indian but they were of hindu or indian heritage Mm -hmm. who acted in harry potter And they got threatened quite a bit. They got like bullied online and threatened quite a bit because they were dating like just normal British white guys. And they they were bullied. They were bullied. Yeah, they were bullied and threatened. And these are like big stars, man. They were like in Harry Potter and shit. So it's just like, if they're getting like openly harassed like that, can you imagine what kind of dark stuff happens to okay. other women? Found it. Found it. Found it. Under the bed. Or goes in the shadows. Yeah. Okay. So this is. I'm just reading word for word, right? Uh, so the the context says that if masculinity is the problem, then all males, or even the concept of male, must be attacked and vilified. The same applies for femininity, fem, femininity, for example, in too many places in the world. In Arabic, for example, the word A-W-R-A-H, I don't know how to pronounce it, denotes the body's intimate parts, which must be clothed. The term roots in Another word, A-W-R, or, I don't know, that's how I guess, means something approximating weakness, imperfection, or defectiveness. Nakedness is the most common English translation. Other meanings include falseness, artificiality, or blindness. Blindness. According to the dictionary compiled by Muhammad Moin, a well-known Iranian scholar of Persian literature and Iranian studies, the word A-W-R-A-H, I don't know how to pronounce it, means both nakedness and sh- or shame, and young woman. In keeping with this network of ideas, the word aurat, A-W-R-A-T, derived from the other word, ara, has been used widely in various Arabic-influenced cultures to signify women. It is for such reason that, that women are viewed by those who follow the Wahhabi strand of Islam, for example, ultra-conservative, austere, and puritanical, 
are sufficiently responsible for the evil and temptation of, of the world that their movements must be drastically and severely restricted even that they are not allowed to show themselves in any important manner in public in the public sphere sphere I like uh, that's that's very interesting I'd like to read more about that because it's like why have they tied these sort of de- definitions you know there must have been some sort of cultural hey bro I can tell you what happened I can tell you what happened yeah this is what happened some people when when Eve ate the apple some people said you know what let's not fight with the woman let's just try to make things work out and some people say you know what fuck women <laughs> everything is their fault <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm just joking, of course. I'm just joking, but still, yes. I don't know why. I can't imagine why they would say that. But okay, I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. But even though I can't imagine, I don't. I wouldn't want to agree with what I'm imagining. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. 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 So. Mm-hmm. We can agree that we're increasingly becoming more godless. Yes. Yes. What are some of the new religions? that you have seen some of the new religions i would say it's not really new religions it's like new religious new movements new religious new movements. type it's new, yes it's movements but those movements are based off of old religions right okay. where you have like things like mind mindfulness movements so which are propagated everywhere in the west now right what's that all this pe- mindfulness meditation and stuff all rooted in buddhism and hinduism you know So this they they are everywhere they are everywhere you know think of like the 60s in America you know the hippie movements like think the the swaths and swaths of like new age religions that were popping up you know you had Osho you know all these guys you know talking to Americans about enlightenment you had the other guys the other guys the what are they called the transcendental med- meditators uh-huh with their their father their their preacher their god not their god really like their teacher who coming from india what was his name the founder of transcendental meditation but i agree with what you're saying it's like new movements that have been that are growing out of the roots of old yes yes so new roots that are growing out of the trunks of old trees mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. you're not gonna talk about the social media religious social movement? media how i don't know about this what's this <laughs> the way kids are looking at their phones every second every ah, so like i okay 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 i see okay so in a sense like what you give your attention to becomes your god is that what you're trying to imply yeah okay 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 our I, phones I, I, our smartphones are our gods now hmm. i took a moment to put away my phone in the train Mm-hmm. just to look at everyone else mm-hmm. and see what they were doing everyone is on their phone right 95% of everyone was on their phone yeah it's it, you know the only people mm-hmm. the only people who were talking to one another and seemed to be having mm-hmm. fun and conversation mm-hmm. were like three high school students out of like mm-hmm. a group of like how many were in that train let's just say 20 or 30 people mm-hmm. you know and that's just how it is all day every day from what i see in my trains you know yep that's not the same in kenya though but uh, well in kenya there was a lot more people 
Like let's say in a big bus, not a matatu, in a big bus where there's a lot more space and stuff. You'd see a lot more friends. There's an echo by the way. Oh, is it still there? Yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know. You would see a lot more people. You'd see a lot more people talking with one another and having more fun in conversation. And their phones. This is even like a year ago, two years ago, right? When I was back in Kenya. Smartphones were pretty much a thing. Everyone had a smartphone. But you don't see that compared to where you see it in Japan, you know? Huh, so I guess it's just the idea of social distance existed in Japan before Corona, you know? Mm, mm. People don't want to talk to each other. Like, in my building here in Osaka, the elevator has a screen on top, right? That has, like, random quizzes, you know? Right. And so my brother-in-law was saying that the reason they have that there is that when people, when you enter the elevator with with someone in the building that you don't know, you don't feel awkward staying there in silence. So you just look at the screen. And apparently they're going to start putting screens in all the new elevators, you know? I, I don't understand this thing of, like... Okay, we need to fix that echo. That echo is getting annoying. Um, are you using headphones? Nope, I'm not using nothing. Nothing. Ah, that's the problem. You should always use your earphones because I'm hearing yeah, the but... audio from your speakers. I okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Always use earphones. Can you hear me now? Yeah, and let's see. Yeah, the echo's gone. Yeah, but I can't hear you now. Wait, what? Why are you using earphones? I mean, I can, but it's like really low. Really, the volume is really low. So you bump up the volume. Yeah. Bump up your volume. Yep, it's a hundred percent. Still can't hear you really well. Ah, oh, those are your earphones, then, man. <laughs> These are your yeah, fake earphones. Nice. What the hell? Just yeah. get like this. It's like a thousand, two thousand yen. You get some good earphones. Yeah, I'll get some. Anyway, go on, go on. So we are back. Uh, technical problems are fixed. So okay, what were we talking about? Hey, we're talking about. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna like so. Our smartphones are gods now, and it seems to be, depending uh-huh. on the culture, uh-huh. this movement will have much more deeper roots, depending on which culture and which country you're in, right? Like in Japan, it's very much like it's a real thing. I really do believe like their smartphones for some of these kids are their gods. <laughs> You know, oh, I mean, that's true. Like, I've gone when I've gone out just to talk cafe and stuff. Even I've seen people who are what I would assume to be a date, but they're not talking to you, they're both just looking at their phones, you know. Yes, 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 yes. The two people I've seen people who are like clearly a couple, right? Mm. I saw them holding hands. We happen to go into the same cafe, and then they just sit there and be on their phones for like 20 30 mm. minutes. I'm having mm. friends with my I have a conversation with my friends and I'm looking at them just keeping an eye to see what they're going to do and they're like not doing anything, you know? Yep. And yep, I'm just yep. like, is this love? Is this how love is nowadays? Ah, uh, you like, it is what it is, man. You can't, it is what it is. Then they go home and be like, I love you. My God, what's going on? You know? What's going on? What's going on? I don't want to hate on like Japanese culture or society because I haven't been here for a very long time. 
Mm-hmm. But these are just simple observations that I've seen, I've picked up, you know. Mm. America, I, mean, I don't know about America, to be honest. I would love to talk to somebody from America or Canada who can tell me how it is there. Yeah. But I, I, specifically, it's just, you know, children nowadays are just given smartphones at such a young age, you know. So children nowadays are given smartphones at a young age, the way we were given religion at a young age. We're told to go to Sunday school, you know. And, you know, their religion is always on as long as they have power, right? Yeah, yeah, it's always on, always on. I think we could, we could escape Sunday school for the week, you know? Yes. Well, you can claim to be sick and not go to Sunday school, you know? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. There's so many, yeah, you can make all kinds of excuses. Well, like the phone. And then, we, you know, it's not just social media, right? We can talk about other distractions like Netflix, games. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so deep. It's so deep. Like we... Escapism. Is religion... Is the religion just escapism? Is religion is everything. I feel like everything we do that isn't what we know to be what hmm. anything we do to distract us from the routine of our lives is escapism. But but also I'm not quite sure because maybe escapism is also just another part of life, right? It is a part of life. You can't. Is it possible to live your life without escapism? What are you doing all the time? That means you have no breaks. You only just work and sleep. You eat, work, sleep, eat, work, sleep, you know? Isn't escapism more of like... You're purposely... Running away from your everyday life... Mm -hmm. In order to experience something new... Mm -hmm. It's not always necessarily for a break. You know, people sometimes can just choose that real life sucks... So I'm just mm-hmm. going to always going to be playing video games. I'm always going to be like doing this other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not always, specifically I'm saying like, it's not always because they want a break. Mm-hmm. And then what is it? What is it? I don't know. There's something about human beings that want to escape. Are we trying to escape life or just this modern world? Do you think escapism was a thing when we were hunter-gatherers? Ah, uh, we we know what's happening. We're trying to escape suffering. <laughs> it's usually yeah. always suffering, right? I, I I'm trying to understand. I'm trying to think about a situation where it's not suffering. Uh-huh. So wait, in that way, religion is sort of escapism, because yeah, religion is. is just one solution. It's a solution offered to break away from the suffering of reality, the suffering of our world, the suffering of living or existing. But then, so now, if we if we think about that in Buddhism. Sp- like starts off from the basis that life is suffering, right? Mm. And so, is entering nirvana freeing yourself from suffering, or is it just simply accepting the suffering? It, well, in Buddhism, it's definitely accepting. You have to accept yeah. it in order to exactly. go to nirvana. Exactly. So now, in that sense, Buddhism wouldn't be escapism. It will be just total acceptance of your life. That is true. That is true. That is true. All right, so religion, religions are, can be complicated. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not very simple. It's not a mm. very simple black and white. You have a good point there. Nothing is black and white, Jason. Nothing ever is black and white. But we, mm. we, we like to see everything as black and white. It's easier. It's much easier to see things as black and white. Hey, if, if anything was black and white, we wouldn't be having podcast, Jason. 
I'm pretty sure we'd still have podcasts though. <laughs> so, like, I think they would just I think they would be boring. But Yeah, we just think, just stating facts. The sky is blue, you know? Yeah. The the grass is green. Like the reason why a podcast works is because we have differing ideas on any one particular topic, right? Mm-hmm. Because nothing is black and white and we we're, we're trying to find the gray zone, you know? We are dealing with the gray zone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if it was black and white, there would be no arguments, no discussion. We both know what what the thing is, and that's that. Mm. Yeah. What? Um, I was gonna ask. Just, I guess we're gonna break away from the whole. Okay, we're living in a much more godless world, mm. or rather, the idea of what constitutes a religion and a god is changing before our mm-hmm. very eyes mm-hmm. but we have like our mobile phones that are religion you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you think it'll ever reach a point where so you believe let's start with this religion will never die right you think religion will always exist uh yeah we need something else we need something greater than us man we need something greater than us mm. I think I think with the, if religion were to truly die then human beings will start to die off as well like not not die off but I mean like we'll we'll definitely lose our path will it will be hard for us to cling to meaning and when, when I say religion I don't mean I don't just mean Christianity Islam Buddhism Hinduism no 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 I mean even just talking about Instagram being a religion you know uh-huh, uh-huh. we can't there's no we can never lose, lose our religion if one one religion dies another will pop up so just like how millennials are not getting out of they're not getting it seems like they're getting le- they're, they're extracting less value out of the big religions of today like the four five mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Uh, okay not all of them buddhism seems to be going really strong but let's just say th- there's less affiliation today than there was like let's say 20 years ago for sure right with most religions so that would be the so main, main major major religion yeah, Christianity, yeah, yeah. Islam, Judaism. but why, why would you say buddhism is going strong why would you say that i feel like maybe because of um the culture of like silicon valley and tech in america it seems like buddhism seems to be getting like like what you said like with the whole meditation and being mindful mm. even though it's not directly practicing buddhism Okay, just Buddhist influence, huh? Buddhist influence, right? And, yeah, there seems to be yeah. a lot of like Buddhist ideas and teachings that are going around as it's like they're being diffused into the culture itself. I mean, it's, it's the same with Hinduism, if that's the case. Mm. Same with Hinduism. You think of yoga. Yoga is like one of those Hindu religions, right? You are right. Yoga is yeah. a religious practice from Hinduism. Yeah, yeah. Man, they were practicing yoga like 2000, 3000 BC. Yeah. So, oh no, you're right. You're definitely right. So, okay. That being said, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think is the future of the major religions? Do you think they will die out and be replaced? Like, how far in the future are we talking? Let's say 100 years from now. No, they can't die out. They'll still be there. They will still be there. 500 years Two from things. now. Um, I still think they'll be there, man. I, I come, dude. Christianity has been around for 2,000 years. 2,000 years. 
and it's not slowing down in growth. The Bible is still the best-selling book of all time. You know what I think could be the true death? I think these religions as we know them might end when mm. virtual reality becomes a thing. Like true virtual reality. You pop mm-hmm. in a headset and you dive into dream world. And that dream world mm-hmm. is just as real. You drive, you, basically you, you can jump into the matrix anytime you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the matrix is whatever you make of it. But then why wouldn't someone just make a heaven with a God and a Christ in it? Of course, that's a, that, 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 that's the whole point, right? I'm just like, at that point, it's like, you are God. So why, why come back to this reality? Hmm. And at that hmm. point, I'm like, because to me, that's the ultimate escape, escapism. Yeah, okay, okay, I, I agree, I agree, I agree. At that point, it'll just be like, what's, where's the meaning in having religion? Mm-mm-mm. What's the meaning of being a believer when you can just be become God, you know? If Nietzsche said man can, man has killed God and God is dead, we, using our technology, we revived him and resurrected him and we became him. I like that. Even though some, some, some people might argue it might be like a Frankenstein type monster, right? Has science gone too far? Have we all become mad scientists and we've created Frankenstein, you know? Uh, I think it's point of views and really only time will tell, you know? Only time will tell. I think with that being said, that's Mm -hmm. pretty much all the questions I wanted to ask. Are there any other questions you have on religion and spirituality? Because this is wrapping up the theme. Uh, No, I have no questions. I have no questions. You have no questions. All right, all right. So we still have like a, probably another five minutes or so. Do you want to talk oh, so about? Like, I have I have one thing I want to add. I have one thing like close off. Actually, let me add one thing. Mm. Not really a question. So to wrap up this theme of spirituality and religion, mm. I, I read about this thing called apotheosis. Do you know what that is? Apotheosis. You mean the opposite of. Apotheosis is the highest possible aspect of a certain, like the highest possible one. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yeah. So basically, the translation is the highest possible point in the development of something. Yes, a yes, culmination yes, yes. or climax. Yes. However, in the Greek Orthodox Church, they believe apotheosis is when man becomes God, right? When you put all your efforts into the greatest good. And you, in your search for good, become the good. You become God. Right? To become divine. To become divine. Wait, so there's two definitions. Is that what you're saying? Or is that the original uh, definition? This is the original definition. Well, I don't know if it's the original, but it's the, it's the older one. It's the older definition. I, wow. I I think, okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I knew what apotheosis means. Yeah, it comes from ancient Greek. Ancient Greek. Also called divination and deification from and Latin. This... You become ultimate good. You become in the search for good. You become the ultimate good, right? Isn't that the story of the hero? The hero story. Yeah, that's basically. Yeah, exactly. That's the story of the hero. That's the story. That's the story of Christ. You know. Yeah. It's in our day-to-day life, man. How how often we fall? We fall every day. Every day. We fall every day, and Mm. sometimes you fall so deep that you feel like you're gone. Like I can't come out of this hole, right? Mm. But someone pulls you out, you know? 
and if that someone or pulls, something yes or whatever pulls you out of your hole that thing is like a god to you right in that moment that thing is like it's god it's god came like imagine this have it's you had angel. those yeah, yeah you all had these stories where like this was going to happen to me and this person helped me out it was like god came to help me you know hmm. we had those stories over and over again someone claimed that when never they got assistance when they felt at the lowest moment it's like god came to them or god sent this person to come help exactly me. exactly but in a in a sense it's like that person in that moment was not sent by god that person became god for you hmm. that person became the ultimate good for you the good you needed in that moment right Mm-hmm. And imagine if we all did that to for ourselves each and every day. But it's so hard, bro, because even I I fall deep. I fall very very deep into dark dark holes. And it's so hard for me to be the god I need in my life, you know. <laughs> right? Right. So how do we apotheosize ourselves? Apotheosize? Apotheosize, yeah. Apotheosize. How do we do that? Yeah. Uh, just one second. Uh-huh. Are you still wearing earphones? Nope, because I couldn't hear a thing. I could not hear a thing. Uh, you don't have any other earphones? Nope. Because the, like, the echo is really bad on my side. Yeah? Yeah. Now as well? Uh, hello? It's a bit bad? better, but I can still hear myself. Uh, okay, I just have no other alternative right now. Uh... Okay, we'll just finish it like this. Uh, apologies, guys, for the echo. Having some technical issues. But, yeah, by next week, we should fix them. We would have fixed them. Definitely. Anyway, definitely. It's, it's the end of the episode, so we'll just try to wrap up real quick. Uh, so how do we apotheosize ourselves? Um, I, do, I don't know. That's the question, right? It's beauty, love, and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Those are the key things. If you would ask me, those are the pathways to godlyhood. Okay, okay. Beauty, love, and sacrifice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like like what Jordan Peterson says: if you can make your room beautiful, mm-hmm. you're already like, dude, you're so much closer to heaven. You can mm. not even imagine. Mm-hmm. And it's only by trying to clean my room every day do I realize, man, trying to make things beautiful is it's hard. hard work. It's hard work. It's so fucking hard. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just on the first step of beautifying things, right? Because mm-hmm. cleaning isn't beautifying it. Cleaning is just making the slate black. It's supposed <laughs> to add something to it too, right? Add value to it, yeah. Yes. When you add something, that's beautifying. That's now the true act of beautifying. I'm not even there yet, man. Even though I've been buying like one or two things from like my room and stuff, it's like it's still not enough. It's still not enough, man. So you just it's a beauty, beauty for sure. And then love, love is okay. This is a big one. Love is, I think, one of the best antidotes against negative emotions. It is the antidote. I don't think there is any other. Okay, there might be other antidotes, but it's like the most important one, you know? Mm-hmm. If you can counteract all of your negative emotions or like some of the negative narratives you have, we all have in our heads with 
love, positivity, and patience. Positivity, I guess, is just love for yourself, right? So mm-hmm. love and patience. Then you literally become unstoppable. So love, beauty, and I don't know what what was the last one I said. Uh, love, beauty, and sacrifice. Sacrifice, sacrifice, sacrifice. Sacrifice is the sacrifice and devotion. I'll put mm. them together. That's the the hardest one, in my opinion, for me. It's the one that I'm trying to learn right now. Just being consistent and giving pieces of yourself every day, so that you can be remade recreated in order for you to become something else you need to destroy yourself as it is right now oh yeah as the as the biblical quote yeah you need to be willing to let go of what you are right now to become what to be to, you know become what you will be tomorrow mm-hmm. well, there was a quote from the bible i think you read to me once uh, like to find god you must lose your life yes yes, yes something yes, yes. Yeah, 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 right right we've, we've said it in a past episode yeah, yeah. and that's true but le- man, letting yourself go and letting yourself die, <coughs> it's hard. It's really hard. Mm. <coughs> anyway, what do you think? This is like the final comment. Mm, what do I think? What do I think? What do I think? How to approach it? I I agree with you. I have nothing to add. I think your your own point, your own. Point. But it's hard to it's hard to kill yourself. It's hard to lose yourself. Like, you know what what I've found out about my own life is that it's very easy to be self sabotaging even when you even when you don't realize you're doing it, right? Yep. When you let yourself be swallowed up by emotions of doom and gloom, of jealousy, and you know, like there's a sweetness to holding on to such emotions. Have you realized that? There's a sweetness. Yep. When you're angry, when you're really, really rageful, there's a sweetness to letting that emotion just burn through you, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's like being, that's sabotaging yourself. But it, And it's so easy and it feels good to do that. It, it feels easier to burn down the house than to build it up. Building a house is fucking hard. Burning down is easy and fun and bright and beautiful and colorful. Mm-hmm. But building it up, oh, that takes so long. You know, having to get hammers and nails and breaking rocks and building them up into something with beauty and shape and form it's like that's too hard that's hard work but burning things down that's quick and fun you're right actually i think that's why there's some sort of catharticism to be found in it but that that that, that moment of relief is very short Almost like. Trying to think of a good example. I think the myth of a banshee. Is it banshee or wraith? No, 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 no. Mermaids. Mermaids is the myth. The moment of ecstasy you feel before they drown you in the deep sea. That's that's your hate right there. Mm-mm. So there is a, I, I, I'm using that in a, as an example, right? But I feel like that, that's a very good visualization. For people who don't know, you know, the mermaids, not mermaids as we see in Disney, but mermaids as in like how they were told originally in old English folklore. 
they used to sing to sailors. Specifically, it was lost sailors, if I remember correctly. Uh, sailors lost at sea. They would sing voices, they'd sing songs of absolute grace and beauty that would lure sailors to jump into the waters. And then they would pull. The, the sailors wouldn't feel a thing when, when, all this, when all of this is happening. Mm-hmm. It would be in like a state of euphoria. And the mermaids would just pull them down into the deep sea and drown them. And now I'm using that as the example for the hate. How you can get trapped. When, like you said, when, you, when you're when in those like... When, when, you're, when you're in that storm of negative emotions, there is some sort of euphoria to be found, right? Yes, yes, yes. But that, those are just the moments before you completely drown yourself. Yep, if you yep. go any further. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I, 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 like, I felt it. We all feel it. It's the reason why we like venting. If you ever get stressed out, you want to go vent at a friend. It feels good after, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. feels so relieving, man. Yeah. So relieving. The storm of negative emotions, man. We want to... Sometimes we just want to get it all out. We want to mm. be in the middle of everything. Mm. While it swirls around us. <laughs> yep, yep. I don't know. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And with that, that is the end of the episode. I'd like to apologize for the technical problems. I don't know if this. I don't know how it'll sound when we edit it, but on mm. my side, it's it's pretty annoying and distracting. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. Any Oscar? Any final, uh, final thoughts? Uh, no final thoughts. Uh, so we are moving on to the next theme for the month, for the month of April, and the theme is art and psychology mm. so if things work out as we would like for them to work out we'll we expect to have at least one guest for the ne- for the next team and for all you listeners and subscribers please add in any inputs something you'd like to, e- to hear any ideas you might have that will make this podcast more interesting uh, and for all those artists out there please let us see your art let us see what you do your drawings, your graphic designs, let us read your poems, you know, your short stories. Send anything down to our email. Uh, which is, yes, or message me or Jason on Facebook, on WhatsApp, if you have my WhatsApp, that is, on Instagram. Everyone is free and and willing to text me on Instagram. Go ahead, go right ahead, go right ahead. And with that, we can say bye-bye. Thank you very much, listeners. Thank you so much. Thank you, as always. And that's the end of the episode. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Oscar. Bye-bye, Jason.